God is with his church, but that same church may not be with God. That's history showing it to be true. We often get so caught up in the songs, rituals, and habits of believing that the disconnect from God is ignored. But that disconnect, again, demonstrated in history, is what makes for an impotent church, doing all sorts of things but being empty in belief. So, you can play that expensive organ with expertise or totally rock that praise and worship tune with all the lights and hand gestures. You can feed the homeless and cuddle all the lost puppies. You can send your money to countries where people have more melanin than you and totally fast for 40 days because the book said so. But without love, without the love of God and that growing relationship that is tangible, all those things are just things. Disconnected from the God who promises so much more than the show because it isn't how much you have or how much you can do or who you do it with. It is what you do with what you have for the God who is always with you. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Hi, I'm Sarah May Cologne, and this is Sabbath School University. I just want to welcome you to the show, and I'm your host for today. And I would like to introduce a panel. So if you could just say your name and what your favorite food is, just for sake of getting to know you, that would be great. Cool. My name is uh, Reginald Robinson, and I really like my wife's eggplant parmesan. So nice. I hope she's watching. <laughs> she is, she is. <laughs> cool points. Yes, exactly. <laughs> my name is Eddie Cornejo, and my favorite food is a traditional dish from where I'm from. I'm from Peru. It's mm -hmm. called uh, ceviche. It's mm. fish cooked in lime. Sounds kind of gross, really tasty. You either love it or hate it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you hate it, you love it. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the day. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, my name is Jeff Tatarchuk, and uh, my favorite food uh, probably it goes between Big Frank's and Linkettes. I could probably so SDA. Big time. Born and bred. Loma Linda. Yay. Yay. Straight from the motherland. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I'm really glad. I know you guys were here a couple weeks back, and I'm really glad that you got to be on the panel again. Uh, if Reggie, would you mind reading a scripture and praying for us? Sure. Let's read the scripture. It's found in Amos chapter 5, verse 14. Mm -hmm. And it says, Seek good and not evil, that ye may live. And thus may the Lord God of hosts be with you, just as you have said. That's mm -hmm. Amos chapter 5, verse 14. Let us pray. Eternal Father, we thank you for this opportunity for this panel arriving here safely so that we can enjoy studying your word. Be with us now as we study your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for all coming out again, and I guess we might as well just get started. This week is Lesson 5, Seep the Lord and Live. Seek? Seep? Yeah. Anyways, it's on Amos. <laughs> so question number one. Um, one theme of this week's study is the rejection of God's prophets. How is this a challenge even for today? You know, when I think about it, I think that because of the misuse of the word prophet mm -hmm. and because there are a lot of people that say they are a prophet, but their actions are different. Um, it's kind of hard for someone to divest hope or divest anything in someone that says I'm a prophet, but then they act as if 
you know, the actions aren't that of a prophet, you know, and mm -hmm. it's interesting because in Mark chapter 17, 22 and Matthew 24, 24 and Matthew 24, 11 warns against false prophets. Good and, um, you know, it's just interesting because if I wanted you to divest hope in me mm -hmm. um, and I'll tell you I was a certain thing or I functioned a certain way, I need to do that. Mm -hmm. But when my actions and words don't match, that's why the rejection of not only me, but those that come after me, whether they are appointed mm -hmm. by God or they appoint themselves as a prophet, it's going to be hard for people to accept them because of the actions of the people before them. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Well, it seems, I, I, I agree with you, man, and I think one, one of the other reasons why is uh, people don't like being told what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, even if they are right, even if they're not misusing their role as a prophet, mm -hmm. I know good people who've tried to tell me what to do, and I just didn't want to hear them, man, just because mm -hmm. I was being stubborn and hard-headed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm notorious for that one. I heard it said that when when freedom is taken away, rebellion is instilled. So a lot of times when we when we're forced to do something or told to do something, there's just an automatic response or repulse mm -hmm. to keep us from wanting to do it. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Absolutely, I'm opposite, yeah. kid. Yeah, it yeah. was my natural reaction. My dad used to say that he'd almost want to say like, "Don't do the Sarah the so dishes, no matter what, <laughs> right. Sarah. Just don't do it." Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, "Maybe I should do the dishes." Yeah. <laughs> you know? exactly. I don't know if that actually happened. I have no recollection of that. The of just, washing dishes. Well, I have plenty of recollections <laughs> of that. Psychology, oh, man. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, absolutely. Great points. Um, what is the impact of culture on the ability to hate the evil and love the good going off of? Man, well, it, it seems like um, culture is so prevalent. You know, culture is who we are. Culture is where we were raised. Um, it's what you know. And, uh, you know, we're surrounded by pop culture that's so easy to influence us. Mm -hmm. I know myself, you know, mm -hmm. you watch a movie or a TV or you're reading magazines and you see certain things. You can tell you don't want to feel left out or you don't want to. And, and so for mm -hmm. me, what I've seen is s seeing things that don't necessarily look bad can be mm -hmm. the first step in compromise, mm -hmm. leading, lead, leading you away from loving the good to eventually liking the evil then mm -hmm. you love evil and it's mm -hmm. the slippery slope mm -hmm. and i've seen how culture just has a way of bombarding us mm -hmm. uh, until we we finally start thinking in this whole group thing yeah. this whole mob mentality you know i even remember and can recall back when i was growing up my mom would see a certain action from someone else in my culture and it would be like, um, don't do that. Right. But there was never an explanation of why not to do it. Mm -hmm. So it would almost draw me towards doing it to yeah. see what the immediate response was. Um, and it's very, it's interesting because I can, I think we all can remember some of the things that go on now that that is considered evil, mm -hmm. that's looked at as good. We yeah. were told it was bad yeah. when we were coming up. Mm -hmm. um, like even some of the, quote unquote, some of the popular dress or the way people um, talk to adults or engage with other people. Mm -hmm. We were taught it was disrespectful and it's mm -hmm. bad, but now it's just an everyday occurrence. Yeah. That, and that's just what they do, mm -hmm. yep. you know. Absolutely, and it's interesting because you both pointed out in a sense that it's it's a gradual thing. It's not just overnight like, I'm gonna be evil tomorrow. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. things that you naturally um, set out to do a lot of the time, especially within our belief system. You know, we all talk about all these mm -hmm. um, things that we wanna do to avoid that, but it's so easy to just slowly fall into that without even realizing and without yeah. being checked at, yeah. you know, like mm -hmm. this is a reality check. I need to pull back. Mm -hmm. Or even um, sometimes we justify what we, what we do mm -hmm. and don't feel like we need to explain it mm -hmm. or anything like that. So, yeah. 
I've been kind of quiet because I've, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck still on the first question. Mm, okay. Uh, you know, like talking about profits um, and how we reject them and how is that relevant for us today? And like my first question is like, do we even have profits? Mm. Right? That's, that's mm -hmm. a good question. And so like, but, <coughs> but maybe um, question number two, it has a little bit to do with it, but like the whole thought of, of false prophets and true pro true prophets mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. like that. In a way, you know, a prophet is some someone that that brings a message of of, of hope mm -hmm. or destruction, mm. right? And so, could it be that that culture, media, and not to just like pinpoint, you know, um, just on media or whatever, but could it be that we're listening to false prophets mm. instead of listening to true prophets? That's true. And and if that's the case. Who are the, the, the true prophets? True. You know, where do we find and that? I think it's because we get fixated on weird things, you know. We mm -hmm. don't, we, we've raised the media or whatever may be influencing us above mm -hmm. the prophet, mm -hmm. you know, or mm -hmm. above scripture or above anything. We've re replaced the goodness mm -hmm. <laughs> of things with things. Not that media is bad because I think that there's a way to use it yeah. in mm -hmm. a healthy manner. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of only taking whatever influences are thrown at you, taking them all in as yeah. opposed to sifting them out that mm -hmm. I think is where the problem comes in. So, yeah, that's a really and good I, question. And I think in the, in the spirit of talking, talking about prophets, you know, don't, there's a, there is a verse that says, you know, test everything. Don't, don't, don't put out the Spirit's fire, but mm -hmm. like test everything. And when he was talking about the Spirit's fire, talking about the spirit of prophecy or whatever, mm -hmm. um, just test everything. Yeah. Um, and you'll find out if it's good or bad, mm -hmm. and and then you just actually make your choice if you want to go go good, go good. If you mm -hmm. want to go mm -hmm. bad, go bad. You know, yeah, not to talk about that <laughs> a little longer, but I know in my experience and some of my some people that I've dealt with, um, they always some people have called themselves prophet or what have you, mm -hmm. and the thing is is that they only wanted to pronounce good. Mm. But when you look in the Bible, the prophet had to pronounce good, and bad, and correction. And the thing is, is that they pollute the title of prophet by only pronouncing good because they know if I tell you good and then I ask you to, quote unquote, sow a seed mm -hmm. or uh, reward me for the good news I gave you, all I'm going to give is good news. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we start to our, our view of God starts to think it's only going to be a good thing with God. Mm -hmm. And there's never any correction or anything bad mm -hmm. that happens. You know, and I just think that there's been a pollution of the office of prophet which in turn will affect us culturally and that good and evil thing will be more prevalent in our life when we think of it in regards to evil yeah. because it's something that that prof, per, that person that's labeled as prophet is they're using it for an evil intent or a selfish greed intent but they're mm -hmm. receiving a good from it because that person thinks they're doing good yeah you were going to say something yeah there, there's something just along those lines um in psalm 106 that really that really speaks to me uh it tells the story of the israelites mm -hmm. and uh and how god brought them up out of egypt they mm -hmm. celebrated mm -hmm. but then they forgot god mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. fell right back into their works yeah and, and something that's interesting i just want to bring this up in psalm 106 it says uh, let me get there psalm 106 <laughs> it says this and well, over and over, God uses prophets to bring them back to help remind mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it says they uh, in verse thirty-two. 
32, mm. 35, I'm sorry, excuse me. And it says, but they mingled with the Gentiles, mm. learned their work, speaking of the Israelites, and served their idols, which became a snare unto them. And it says they mm -hmm. came to the point where they were sacrificing their sons and daughters unto devils. Mm -mm. And it was because they had learned the works of the world that they had slipped all the way down to that point. But it mm -hmm. goes on to say that they forgot the works of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They forgot over and over again. Sure, prophets came up to remind them, but they kept forgetting. Mm -hmm. You know, how easy it is for us. Mm -hmm. I'm super forgetful. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm thankful at the end of this passage, it says, nevertheless, even though they were in their jump, <laughs> mm -hmm. nevertheless, mm -hmm. God still heard their cry because he made a promise. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we can be influenced by culture. Sure, we can slip, but I believe because of the promise of God that he's given to us as his church and as his people, that he will bring us back. He will redeem us mm -hmm. and ultimately save us. Absolutely. And I think that's phenomenal because um, as we hear about all these different things, I remember when I was a kid, I used to hope and pray that I wouldn't have to be like Ellen White yeah, yeah. or a prophet because she had to call people out and that yeah. was mm -hmm. uncomfortable, exactly. you know, and you read about this stuff and you're like, I am so glad I was not in that scenario. Yeah, and I didn't want to receive a letter yeah, from her at all. <laughs> so it's, go ahead. On the other hand, I think that there is, there, there is that aspect of, of, community and accountability mm -hmm. within the body of Christ um, mm -hmm. and the underlining um, approach is love mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. you rebuke out of mm -hmm. love and that's I think that, that that's the tone that's that's the trend within the minor prophets you mm -hmm. know where where the people of Israel were just were just going off and doing their things mm -hmm. um, um, incorrect things away from God and 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 God rebukes out of love mm -hmm. because He loves. He wants to bring us back to That's Him. And, and, and so, and, and you mentioned Ellen White and some, some, some of us, some people have, have gotten burned out and, and beaten over mm -hmm. the head with misused quotes mm -hmm. or whatever from, from Ellen White. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe we need to give her a second chance perhaps mm. as in like let me see if if this rebuke comes from love mm -hmm. or or from hate or, mm -hmm. or from where it may come from and you so. know i think that you touch on a major thing is is that almost every time i think of actually like when my parents would discipline me mm -hmm. it was never out of hate mm. i was i was a very fortunate kid to have amazing parents mm. and they it was always out of love, and they would sit down and explain to me why, mm -hmm. why they had to do that. And I think that that's the beautiful thing about a lot of the prophets and about God. You know, He explains why. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we can't we understand it or wrap our minds around it, but He doesn't have to do that. So it mm -hmm. is out of a relationship. It is out of love. Yeah, He says in Revelation that those who I love, I rebuke mm -hmm. and chasten. Mm -hmm. I've heard somebody mention, they said, you know, you shouldn't rebuke somebody unless you're willing to die for that person mm -hmm. because it really shows mm -hmm. where your heart where your heart is mm -hmm. with that person. A lot of times we want to rebuke them to point out the wrong in the other mm -hmm. person when we have stuff mm -hmm. in our own life. Mm -hmm. um, but the role of a prophet is a, is a heavy, heavy, yeah. heavy call. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And speaking of all this love, which is one of my favorite <laughs> topics, yay, love. Um, <laughs> how does one learn to hate the evil and love the good? I think, I think there has to be that, that relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and again, you know, Going back to what we've been learning, you know, that trend that got rebukes mm -hmm. out of love. Mm 
-hmm. um, and he restores and but but to put it in a practical way how do we how do we actually learn how to hate evil and mm -hmm. and love good I think um, I was reminded of Romans 12 mm -hmm. uh, and it says therefore brothers you know I I, I plead I encourage you um, uh, by the mercy of God that you present your bodies mm -hmm. as a living sacrifice holy and accept acceptable to God which is your your, your reasonable service mm -hmm. and, and and you know Amos Amos talks about um, temple you know he really touches on, on the mm -hmm. whole um, um, Israel Israel's pride you know mm -hmm. uh, as he's rebuking you know Egypt Damascus and and you know in verse chapter one chapter two all of a sudden you know I could just you know, as they're cheering for, yeah, mm -hmm. the destruction of this nation or whatever, mm -hmm. he comes to them and all of a sudden everybody gets quiet. Yeah. And, 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 and things start taking off. And, 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 but com coming back to Romans, and, and it says, do not be conformed to, to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's something that, that Jeff touched on uh, from Psalms uh, 106 that... Um, that we become conformed mm -hmm. to the p patterns of the world. Mm -hmm. We start listening to those prophets, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we need that strong word. And, and, and we have to have that humble spirit to recognize yeah. that it's out of love Absolutely. Um, that he's calling us. You know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, not to cut you off. It's interesting. <laughs> but to that, cut you off. But, but you yeah. did. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, it says, how does one learn to hate evil and love good? And that's interesting to me because you want me to hate the very thing I was born to love. Mm -hmm. Because it says I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways is Sabbath school you. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, is that um, people will stay on the perpetual cycle of, of what they're doing until they're introduced to something different. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I, and that means that if I'm going to hate the very thing I was born to love, I need to see why I need to hate it. Mm. And by us having Sabbath school, you, by the prophets, by us having Bible studies with different mm -hmm. people, or just living our life, they see there's a difference. You love something different. Mm -hmm. You love something good. Mm -hmm. I see in you loving something good, your life has started to change. Mm -hmm. Now when I go back home and talk to some of my friends I went to high school with, they see something different. Yeah. It's like, you don't look like us. You don't act like us. You don't talk like us. You don't walk. And you grew up in the same area. So mm -hmm. there What's was something different? that helped you mm -hmm. stop doing what you what we were doing so what is it mm -hmm. and 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 then, then you begin to develop a hatred <laughs> mm -hmm. for what you thought was yeah. fun yeah. Mm -hmm. for what you thought was right because now you have not only a relationship with God but you have information that has mm -hmm. been given to you so that changes your insight yeah. Yeah. that changes how you think that changes um, yeah. how you process things because of the simple fact that Absolutely. now something else has been introduced into your life Absolutely. and you know now I don't have to do what Sin is telling me to do, but I have an option. Yeah, I know. Did you want to go? I'll go. <laughs> I Listen, know, Jeff was like I, about I to flail yeah. in the corner. <laughs> no, but there's there's a song that keeps coming to my head every time I think of this. Every you know, because I people ask, man, how do I stop liking the things that are so bad for me? Mm -hmm. And I the mm -hmm. the song always mm -hmm. comes to my head. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And look full in His wonderful face. And then it goes on to say, and the things of this world 
will grow strangely dim. And I, and I really believe the solution comes obviously turning away from those things, but mm -hmm. keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. I know that even sounds cliche because we've said it so much, Mm -hmm. but it's real. I, I believe in, in spending that, you know, time with Jesus every morning, spending, you know, Ellen White says that thoughtful hour mm -hmm. every day with Jesus, especially mm -hmm. on the closing scenes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important for us because when we focus on Jesus, sin mm -hmm. can't live in the presence of God. Absolutely. And when we're basking in his presence, you know, so to speak, I believe that the evil becomes more evil and the good becomes gooder. But in a, in a practical way, in a practical way, uh -huh. and let me play devil's advocate a little bit. Yay. How many of us, I know that when I was younger, you know, I could sing, turn your eyes upon Jesus and whatnot, and, and I would have the head knowledge, but man, I love me some movies, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I love me some media consumption and, and music and things like that. Mm -hmm. You said um, media consumption, I was small. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it was three, media consumption. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that, you know, that's, that's, the, that's everything. But, uh, you know, in a practical way, you know, start, start, start to redeem those things that I like to consume. Start to redeem them for God mm -hmm. um, and, and, and find alternatives. Um, so you can watch a movie. To God's, to God's glory. I, now I'm being the devil yeah, advocate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going back. Explain this. Well, which movie can you watch? Because well, my thing was music. My thing right. was music, right? Uh, I, I, like, I love me some punk rock and things like that. Um, but now I think that even the Christian industry has grown so much that you can find anything. Right. Uh, even within the Christian though, mm -hmm. industry, you can find mm -hmm. good and bad. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know? Exactly. It, but, but as one starts developing... Um, uh, that discernment and, and that transformation right. um, and things like that, um, and then then you're able to 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 focus more on, on Jesus and things like that. Now, how can now my question is sorry. How, yeah. My question is how can you determine what's right and wrong? Like, how, okay, mm -hmm. when you stopped when when you were listening to your punk rock, how then were you able to to turn from that to Christian? Because I, I, I was in the same boat. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a great question. The... That's a great question. Because at least how it happened for me, um, something, something just, just changes in you. I mean, and, and, and one of the, the, the important things for me to remember was that I cannot determine what's right, right for you right. and what's wrong for He's you. He's moving right. away from you. Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what's right or, or what's wrong for what you. God is the one that determines. So God has to say it. God has to say it. It, 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 it the, has to come with conviction. Because yeah. one of the mm -hmm. things that, I, that worked for me, because I was in the same boat, listened to everything and anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had to get rid of everything fast from music in order to mm -hmm. be able to determine what God wanted me to listen to. Does that make sense? I wasn't saying, no, I wasn't saying everything was evil. Exactly. So, but I had to retract myself from it exactly. so that I can stealthily go back. Mm -hmm. now, one so of I the can things hear God's helped, voice clearly. Exactly. One of the things that helped me was the and not atmosphere. my own desire. Sorry. Yeah, one of the things that helped me was my the atmosphere. Right. Now, there's certain rap music I could know I could not listen to because sure. it sent my mind this way. Right. But then there's certain music that I could listen to that set the atmosphere for me and I knew right. that, okay, this is safe. But that, but there were certain there were certain movies that once I decided to retract myself from them, I couldn't go back to them. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I'm over a friend's house, I'll find something else to do. Mm -hmm. My wife know, and it's interesting because my wife even knows if I pull my phone out, I'm either protecting myself 
from mm-hmm. something because I had to, I, you have to know who you are. And you have to be able to set your limitations because if you function in and you know, I can't be in this area at this time when this Mm -hmm. is happening because it sends my mind here. You have to know you and you have to be willing to relinquish that over to God and allow him to speak to you. Like I know my uncle, he, he did that. He fasted from a lot of stuff and he gradually slowly went back to stuff, but he set limitations as he went back because he didn't want to go back to where he was. And one more, like going kind of into a different direction a little bit because mm-hmm. we're getting near the end of the show. I think there's two things I want to ask is, is it ever possible for the love of good to almost become evil? And then two, in what ways is it then possible to silence the voice of God in our lives? So they kind of are. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the, the, <laughs> um, the love, you know, when you said something so good that it becomes evil, I think about how someone or people could have your best interest in mind but they make what what they want you to do as, or God, I'll put it like this, God requires for them to do something. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to do it alone. So they put that burden on everybody else. Right, exactly. And then they condemn you to hell because that's not what God impressed you yeah, to do. Exactly. So that, that good thing that he's trying to do for them has I'm become evil burden, yeah. because you're trying to place it on everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the silencing God's voice, I um, I can remember at one point in time, I was doing speaking in several places. Mm-hmm. But I got to a point where I wasn't relying on God because I knew he had given me a gift mm-hmm. to be able to stand in front of people and command the audience and so work the room. You. So it eventually became me. And I floundered and I flopped. And he told me, until you get ready to hear my voice, you will never, ever speak again. It's kind of like, it reminds me of Isaiah, uh, mm-hmm. where, where he's talking about the true fast, you know, where you're, you're glorying in your works, you're mm-hmm. glorying in the fact that you're fasting. And mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. fasting is a good thing. You're getting all your glory on earth. Exactly. Yeah. But the fact that they were taking all the glory was what made it evil. Mm. And they said mm. you were supposed to release the bonds, you know, of those who mm. were oppressed and break yeah. the chains and, you know, heal the sick and all those kind of or things. Or the tax collector. God, yeah. I, you know, I fast. Yeah. I give my tithe and offering on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And that became like evil. That's, yeah, because yeah. that's not the point. Because he wasn't doing it out of love yeah. or out of devotion to Christ. He was doing it to be seen. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. terrifying, you know, when ministry becomes more important than the people it's for or for the God that it's mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. you know, and it becomes... Mm-hmm just over yeah. everything, you know, and that's a very dangerous place to get into. I guess we have about a minute left, and I just want to ask you, how can we practically apply anything that we've taken? You know, like, um, how do we make this something tangible uh, to be able to truly seep in the Lord, like, be part of God, you know, like, be there with Him and then not let everything come in our way? And I'll say mine in one sentence. I asked God to reveal Himself to me on a daily basis, and I took my eyes off of man. There. Yeah, I think that it comes down to 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 conviction. Mm-hmm. You cannot you cannot do something if you don't wholeheartedly believe in it. Mm-hmm. And and that either directly comes from God mm-hmm. or or the surrounding, the friends, the people that you're with. And mm-hmm. I mean, um a pastor said not too long ago that, you know, Sometimes we put a lot of emphasis on like stay away from habits and this mm-hmm. and all that or music or whatever. The problem is people sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Watch well, out, you know, be careful with people. Right, yeah, be careful with people. Closing words. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for being back on Sabbath School U with us. And thank you for joining us. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool, the letter U, dot O-R-G. 
please don't forget to like us on Facebook. That way we know you're alive. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Sarah McClone, and this is Stop School University.